Hey, this is Al Otto with another episode of Verity Shares. We are so glad that you chose to listen in. Please consider subscribing to our podcast. Uh, Leave your comments and questions in the comment section and and, uh, share us with your network. So today's episode picks up where we left off uh, in our series with Bruce Ashton of Fagri Drinker. And this is an interview we had with him regarding 457 plans in California. Let's jump in. You know, in in uh, 401k plans, 403b plans, uh, things like a self-directed brokerage account have been around a very long time. Right. Uh, they're established. There's probably still some questions about fiduciary duty around those, but uh, they definitely are used and uh, are common in uh, other plans. Uh, Well, you can even have a self-directed brokerage account in a 457 plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen those. What if there was um, a a retirement income bucket available? What, what, What are your thoughts about structuring something like that? Um, I think it's a good idea, uh, as long as a couple of things are, are done. Um, maybe, maybe give, let me give a little bit of more background to, to help, you know, the, with understanding what I'm going to say in a, in a couple of minutes. And that is in a plan that's subject to ERISA, there are, um, investment alternatives, referred to as designated investment alternatives or DIAs. And the fiduciaries have a responsibility to prudently select and monitor the DIAs in the plan. The the, uh, brokerage window, however, uh, can be set up so that the participant has the right to select anything that they want to in that brokerage window. And the fiduciaries are not responsible for the investment decisions made by the participant in in that brokerage window. The fiduciaries aren't responsible for selecting the investments. That's completely up to the participant. The only thing that the uh, fiduciaries have to do is prudently select and monitor the provider of the brokerage window, the brokerage firm that makes that available right. in, ter- in terms of the service that's offered and the cost of of the transactions and so on. So it's it's um, a nice feature to have in a plan that's subject to ERISA because it permits participants to invest in ways other than the designated alternatives and it takes some of the fiduciary responsibility off the shoulders of the fiduciaries. Uh, unfortunately, there's you know nothing really similar in in California law that that would per you know that that gives that kind of safe harbor, if you will, protection for uh, for these window type features. On the other hand, I really think it is a good idea um, to provide this um, retirement income window, if you will. Uh, to to permit the participants to go out and make their own decisions. What what do I really need? What will I need in the future? And um, 
uh, how do I how do I get there? What what product is really going to be good for me? Mm-hmm. The the two things that I think the the fiduciaries of the 457 plan have to do in that context is make sure that there's sufficient education to the participants so that they understand not not at a granular level but at a high level what are these guaranteed products and how do they work and what are the differences mm-hmm. and so working with a firm like yours that can provide that kind of educational piece to the participants i think is is important and second um I think that that you can kind of sort of get to the place that that the ERISA fiduciaries have in terms of a brokerage window if you uh, approach it in in the way I'm about to describe. It won't be a safe harbor per se, but I think it provides the kind of of oversight that the fiduciaries need to engage in without getting into the details of selecting the particular product that's offered to the participant. And basically, uh, what I think the the fiduciaries need to do is they need to vet the broker uh, or the, the agent or agents that are going to be um, permitted to approach the participants and talk to them about these types of products, offer these, offer and recommend these types of products. Uh, And as part of that, you know, find out, okay, what products do they typically recommend? And um, then the next step, again, probably working with a consultant would be to vet the products that are kind of on the, the, platform, if you will, for for those brokers and agents. And um, in that way, they basically have, in my way of thinking, will have fulfilled uh, the fiduciary obligation. Who's who's providing the service of of making the recommendation? And what, what are they recommending? And are those products suitable basically for for the this workforce and then also that education piece i talked about before so i think that that the fiduciaries in the 457 plan can get to pretty much the same place that you would in under an erisa plan with a brokerage window it's a little bit more work involved but i think like yeah you you really need a little bit more vetting than you would with a self-directed brokerage account just because of the 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 importance of, yes. of a retirement income tier. I mean, it, it, it's really a very specific purpose for the investment as opposed to just accumulation. Right. Uh, interesting. No, I, that's uh, that's a fascinating uh, thought there. So uh, anything else you would add on that? Um, nope. I don't All think right. so. Well, Bruce, gosh, what a pleasure it has been uh, to have this conversation. I hope we get to have more of these. And Me too. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to educate us uh, on these topics. And uh, I will just say, uh, for those of you watching, if you want to uh, connect with Bruce, uh, you can reach him uh, at that email or that phone number. And uh, I thank you for listening, and we'll we'll catch you next time on the next Verity podcast. Bye, everybody. Thanks.
Well, that was another great discussion. Thank you so much uh, to Bruce Ashton for taking the time. I'm Al Otto. This is Verity Shares. Have a great day.